0: This is Coda Radio, episode 171, a Friday edition. We're recording it on September 14th, 2015. It's Coder Radio, Jupiter Broadcasting's weekly talk show, taking a pragmatic look at the art and business of software development and related technologies. This episode is brought to you by our two fine sponsors, DigitalOcean and Linux Academy. I'll tell you more about those great sponsors as this here show goes on. Me? Why? My name is Chris. But let's talk about Mike. Mike, he's in Florida, and he's established because Florida's on the East Coast. That's where he's at. I'm excited to say Mike's here on a Monday pretending like it's a Friday. Hey there, Mr. Dominic.
1: Oh boy, we finally got him.
0: <laughs> They'll never know. They'll never know. Our evil plan will finally come, well, tricked somebody into thinking we're recording on a Friday. I don't actually know why we were doing that. Mr. Dominic, I, uh, I tell you, as we sit here right now, I'm very, very, very nervous because this will be going out just as I am packing up the trailer and hitting the road. Which, by the way, I'd love, love to meet up with anybody. Meetup.com slash Jupiter Broadcasting. We already have one scheduled in Spokane if you're in that area and want to meet up with us. Uh, we're going uh, to be traveling. You can find out where I'm at by going to jupiterbroadcasting.com slash rover. I'm going to have a live, track, live tracker in the rig so you can see where I'm at in real time and then, then tweet me if you want to meet up or something like that. So Mr. Dominic, I was I, – I've been picturing in my head like maybe eventually taking a road trip down to uh, the south and uh, visiting Texas and then maybe instead of turning around and coming up north – Maybe I would keep going to Florida and come see you, but I have no idea where in Florida you are. I I assume in a swamp surrounded by gators, but I don't know any more than that.
1: So do you remember the end of uh, episode three where Yoda's like, all right, well, into exile. You know, I fell. I was winning. I fell a little bit. So Mm -hmm. that's it. Yeah. It looks almost exactly like Dagobah. Okay,
0: so kind of like where, so like where Luke Skywalker learned the Force is kind of where you live, is what you're saying.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm the guy in the cave of the dark side. Oh,
0: so how do you like it? Is it good? Is it?
1: Yeah, so far so good. I mean, I have no furniture still because, and I'm even though they're going to hear this on Friday, I'm almost sure that will still be true. Um, wow. wow.
0: Now, what's it like, like convenience wise? Are you still? Do you have like all of life's conveniences around you? Or what- so
1: that's different. I am not in the city at all. Yeah. Um, yeah tell about, about 15, that. so so my road is a dirt road, which is interesting. Um, it is a fifteen to twenty minute drive to anything yeah so it's it's a little more remote
0: so it's kind of like where you know um actually i'm at right now that's interesting, so I'm in a little town called Laconnor, and uh it's about thirty minutes away from another from any town that has any kind of store that would actually have, like, um, a brand behind it and, like, a franchise. Otherwise, it's literally everything is, like, mom and pop, you know, locally owned and n- no cell service. Like, it is it is literally, like, in a podunk middle of nowhere. Uh, it's called La Washington, if anybody wants to Google it. Yeah. It is probably the most adorable, one of the most adorable cities in the United States of America. I'll give it that. It is, like, every time you go there, it's, like, going to holiday. It's, like, on a holiday. It's incredible. But uh, it takes me an hour to get to the studio, which is funny because from my house, it takes me about 15, 17 minutes.
1: I mean, it's not quite that bad. Um, in fact, there's a, there's a town right here, which is a big tourist town, and it's super nice. Uh, I will say, you know, Florida is a lot cheaper than New Jersey. Mm. Like a lot cheaper than New Jersey. That's definitely a positive. I mean, New Jersey is one of the most expensive states in the country to live in.
0: Oh, I didn't. I know Washington is too, I think. Sure yeah. California
1: is on I the mean, list. I s- mean, shockingly cheap.
0: So, d- does, does that do. change at all any business things for you, or is that, have you not really looked into that aspect of it?
1: Uh, look, look, I haven't really done yeah.
0: anything with that. So, um, um, I, I was wondering so, if I came down there with the trailer, could I legitimately park somewhere near you?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, if it starts to sink, you know, and, <laughs> and you re- see something that really? looks like a log, yeah. <laughs> you, you want to watch out. But. Right.
0: Yeah. You, you, I don't, I definitely don't want to do like what Luke did when he came. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't, don't want like
1: to dive into the water. No, I don't no. want
0: to do that. I do not want to. Is it hot down there? Is, are you hot already? Is it hot right now?
1: It's hot as crap. And there's a thunderstorm every day. Really? It's, it's hot like, right now. What would what, 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 you know roughly what the temperature is? Well, so so you have to understand, New Jersey, I lived in a 100-year-old house. I had no central air. Oh, wow. Here, I have central air, and it's on all the time.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. So you're in climate-controlled conditions constantly.
1: Constantly. Huh. But I don't think there's been a delay a day below, like, 90 so far.
0: It's interesting that both you and I are currently in really remote areas. Now, one thing I think you have over me right now is connectivity, I would imagine. You must have semi-decent connectivity.
1: You know... It has gone out a few times. No. And yeah, and I'm in one of those areas where Comcast is the only provider. So the service in terms of like getting a phone call answered is not exactly great. So it's cable internet though. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah.
0: yeah. See, I'm, uh, <laughs> I am you're running. Your DSL. No, 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 no. Much, much worse than that. Satellite? No, not, well, I don't know. I don't know if this is worse or not. I am running off of a MyFi. fi no, that's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. That's, my, ping, my ping sits around about 160 milliseconds to speedtest.net servers, um, and uh, I'm getting about two two bars of signal on the LTE spectrum. So, uh, yeah, it's um, I'm not downloading anything. I only thing I can base, I can do text and I can load images on websites. But if an if a website's super heavy, it can be a little difficult. It can be a little challenging. I can do a YouTube video, but I can't do much else. It's been a, a huge shift for me because at my house and at the studio, at the house I have FiOS, and here at the studio we have 100 megabit Comcast down. So,
1: so I, I, I used to have FiOS in Jersey. I will say though, the internet here has been other than going out, which I think could be related to like storms or sounds like or, it or whatever. It has been pretty good. Are you worried like, about that impacting work though at all? So I'm still traveling back and forth a lot, and that's a 15 hour drive. So why? What? what do you mean you're traveling back and forth? Oh, I travel. Yeah, I'm. I'm in fact, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be traveling back up. You're kidding me, dude! I'm a trooper. Come on. <laughs>
0: Holy crap, though, man. I mean, yeah. geez, that's a that's a quite the can you Should to, You know what you should do? Listen to some podcasts.
1: I do. I listen to. Uh, well, I keep looking for the Windows Action Show, and right. I keep being disappointed.
0: Well Windows Ten just you know didn't quite get me, I guess
1: I will give Florida one thing. it does have a pretty enthusiastic tech community, but hmm. it seems like they've yet to have a big success other than the obvious one of like Disney having eight billion programmers working for them <laughs> right <laughs> um, but there is a lot of like how would you say a lot of people want to start a startup hub down here really um so there's it, momentum a, building, you would say. There's momentum, but Florida is a weird state. Like New Jersey is universally expensive, right? Like everything's expensive. Florida is weird. Like where I am is actually fairly inexpensive. Um, certainly, a lot cheaper than Jersey. But if you go to Miami or anywhere near there, sure. Yeah, oh I like, like where like
0: where I'm staying at right now. I actually am staying at for free, thankfully, because I got it as part of a mem- I got a membership when I got the trailer. But uh, La Conner is extremely, extremely expensive. It's on the waterfront. It's very expensive. It's premium prices. So I've been staying somewhere that's right dab in the middle of somewhere that I've only ever fantasized about being able to be at because it's so expensive. And and so uh, after the road trip, I won't be able to stay there anymore. My my free pass will have expired. But uh, it's been really interesting to kind of be right dab in the middle of a very expensive high-end neighborhood but but where i'm at is is a is not necessarily the very very it's like right in the middle of all of that it's a fascinating kind of experience
1: yeah it's definitely an interesting change i mean just for the people who keep asking i am like an hour and a half two hours away from uh disneyland or disney world rather
0: so what you're saying is if i come if i go to disney world i just gotta take an hour and a half two hour drive to come see you
1: no i'll come visit you we'll go drinking around the world
0: (laughs) perfect perfect and I'm sure you'll be busy. What really happen is I'll get down and you'll be like, yeah, look, I really wanted to come out there, but I'm really in the mid busy, right in the middle of this AngularJS project. I don't have time for you. That's almost exactly
1: <laughs> what's gonna happen yeah. too. You know that. <laughs> I know it. I can feel it. I can feel it. Come on, it's yeah. cool. So, so Angular, I have been I have been knee deep in two things. One is Android native development, which is nothing special there. It's just, you know, the normal you bought a a tablet in Chinatown and it doesn't mm-hmm. work. And great. Mm-hmm. Um, but this Angular stuff I've been trying, it speaks to me, Chris. It speaks to you, huh? It speaks. It's got data binding, kind of. Not quite as, you know, super bound as XAML was, but a little more JavaScripty. Okay.
0: They call it, I mean, they, they do bill it, don't they, as the uh, super, what do they say, the super heroic JavaScript... Framework or something like that? Yeah. Like,
1: And to be fair, I'm actually using Angular through um, what's called NJ Cordova through Ionic. Oh, okay. Interesting. Three levels of abstraction here. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say, you can quote me on this, and you can send me angry hate mail. This is probably the way most apps are going to get made. You think so? Certainly by me. It is I did just like basic stuff that used to be a pain in the ass in phone gap, like you know, animated slide menus, things like that. Run great in ionic. Um, the angular factory model, the angular data binding, saves you a whole lot of time, like a ton of time. Scrolling performance is pretty decent, obviously not as good as native. Um, Really, it, it is a a way to develop mobile software, and of course, because it's Angular, right? You could do desktop software just using straight yeah. Angular. Hmm. That makes a lot more sense to me to the way I think versus many of the alternatives. What's the right? main
0: advantage you are kind of getting? Is it is it a, is it a doing something that used to be sort of a tedious task and making it
1: more of a straightforward like approach? That way, it's just well, like the, I can just bang this out, or right? Well, the first advantage is you know sometimes. Fairly often, someone says they. A lot of people want PhoneGap, right? They want HTML five um, for their mobile app. So y- y- you're already discarding double native as an option, right? Ionic and Angular give me a way to not ship them garbage that I really appreciate, <laughs> and I mean that in a in a very like general way of like, oh, when I open the slide out menu, it doesn't you know lag.
0: So I'm curious. Like, uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm impressed. You know that you kind of jumped into it because I think a lot of times when we've talked about uh, these frameworks, you know, it's kind of been like a, uh, a framework du jour. It's like, there's yeah. which one do you jump into because there's so many different ones out there. What, what? How did you decide to land on this one? I mean now that you obviously you're into it, you can see the benefits. But what drew you initially to well, that?
1: I, I think there were, there were two things. Because you remember a while back I was really uh, really trying out Ionic uh, – not Ionic, I'm sorry, Backbone JS. Yeah, right? OK. Um, Backbone didn't get a lot of traction. People are using it, but it's not – doesn't have the level of adoption as Angular. So there's, for lack of a better term, a marketability of Angular that Backbone may not have right now. Sure. Um, the other thing was, a lot. You know, I just e- even like doing a project for myself, a website or a web application. Not having a front end JavaScript framework was getting. I was rewriting a lot of the same things over and over again, or and in in all honesty, I was basically rolling my own framework at some point.
0: That's what you end up doing, right?
1: Right. Yeah. And it was. It just seems silly, right? People have solved all of these problems. Right. Yeah. I really wanted to kind of get rid of jQuery where possible, which is another tidbit of mine because jQuery performance issues, things like that. Angular made the most sense. I mean, I I did. To be fair, I didn't really give Ember much of a shot. Okay.
0: Um,
1: And I mean, the problem is we could name any noun, and there's a JavaScript framework. Is that a watch buzz? Is that specific? That is my phone. That no, my I, phone.
0: I was going to say, it, sounded, it, sounds, it sounds like a loose motor, Mr. Dominic. It's a loose motor on that thing. You need good a good tight. Motor. Let me tell you about the haptic feedback or whatever. Feed. <laughs> Taptic feedback, that's what it's called, sir. Uh, yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Actually, your phone interrupted. Do you have the Moto 360 still by by the way, too?
1: I do, yes. Of course, I don't have the charging station. Yeah, that is always the thing, isn't it? Isn't that?
0: So what, uh, can I interrupt and ask you just conceptually, like, um, what's the process of getting up and running with this like? Uh, like, What did you have to set up? What did you have to install? Did you have to set up something on your server or, or Droplet or whatever? Like, what was that sort of getting started process for you? Was there an easy way to jump in there? Did you have to really invest? What happened?
1: Uh, so with which specifically, Ionic or Angular? Let's well, go with Ionic. Let's I was thinking.
0: Go. I was thinking specifically Ionic, but
1: whichever. Okay, so it, you, you know, I mean, really, I installed it through Homebrew, and that was kind of
0: <laughs> nice. Really, yeah.
1: I mean, it, it uses Homebrew NPM. It's pretty, pretty easy to set up. Huh. Um, I think there might have been three or four terminal commands I ran, maybe.
0: Yeah, I was just looking on their. Uh, yeah, I was just looking on their uh, GitHub page well, here.
1: To be fair, you have to have the iOS and the Android SDKs configured, which is a huge pain in the ass, yeah. especially especially for iOS. Like, so, yeah. assuming you're coming in with that done, it's only like three or four terminal commands.
0: <laughs> that's not a bad. That's not a bad yeah. get-up and started investment time at all. So that makes it easy enough. And so it looks like uh, it best supports iOS seven and above and Android four one and above right now on mobile. Yeah. Yeah. So have you actually produced anything that, uh, you've, you're, that you're actually pretty happy with? Or how far along are you with this?
1: Um, I'm, I'm pretty far. I would say I'm, I'm going into alpha on a few things. So it's one of those things where, you know, started too many projects, haven't shipped anything yet.
0: Yeah, okay. So yeah. if people want to find out more, what would you recommend they do? Or do you have any more you wanted to add to it?
1: Well, I, I would add the one thing, right? Like, go into... At some point with all this JavaScript crap, it makes sense just to pick something and do it. Because every week there's going to... Like, there's MeteorJ, right? There's going to be a whole... There's a new framework every week.
0: And there's so, tried and true like React. Come on, what about React? Come on.
1: Oh, I hate React. I hate reactive of Cocoa, too. Don't even start me on that crap. Oh, <laughs> God. Uh-oh. Uh, let, let's take an object-oriented system, try to force it to be functional, and watch when it's weird. Ooh, hatred. Um... Yeah, I mean, I would say give it a shot. Obviously, Angular may not be for you. Um, I know a lot of people who swear by Ember, but
0: and it's genuinely good across iOS and Android and on the web. Like it's genuinely making yeah, Ionic something is. good. Yeah, Yeah, it's genuinely yeah. making something good.
1: Yeah, keep in mind, right? Ionic only does mobile. So, so Ionic. Oh, okay. Uses no Angular. Okay. Right. Okay. So there's okay. two di- kind of two different conversations happening. Oh, okay. Um,
0: so, but they are good. The, the apps it is making are good. They look native. They they function well.
1: Yeah, I think they function fine. They they look pretty native, so it's. Um, hmm. I haven't been able to. If I didn't know, I don't think I could tell. Really cool. At least not, too easily.
0: Do they have a? Do they have an? Uh, oh, they have an app prototyper for the iPad, huh? That's interesting. Do you see? Have you seen this? No. C- what is that? They have uh, a. Uh, oh, it looks like you have to be a. Ah, oh, dang. Too bad I can't I show think- you. But it looks like you can drag and drop interface building tool for creating real Ionic apps with a click of the mouse. Oh, they, it looks like they have it on an iPad, but I guess it's a MacBook. Never mind. But so it looks like it's a pretty cool interface. So this is how this is looking.
1: I mean, this looks like I could do this. No, oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's nice. That's really nice. And they have a market, too, huh? For different apps and plugins.
1: I didn't see that either. See, I've just.
0: <laughs> yeah, look at this yeah, I... a WordPress client, hmm. Google Maps mm-hmm. plugin. <clears throat>
1: Yeah, I mean one one thing. If you're doing Ionic, right, you can pull in any of the N J Cordova or N G Cordova plugins, which is basically what I've been doing.
0: Numeric keyboard, icon, iconic timeline. This is really fascinating, Mike. So they have like these starter kits too, like uh, a, a a full a barebone Ionic application that you could download right here. Um, a starter Ionic app with Ambo Analytics plugin already baked in, so like a sample application to get started with. That's a pretty neat system. It looks a little empty in here, but it was just updated as of two days ago. So things are, I mean, actively being. Yeah, developed. it
1: hasn't. I don't know how much traction Ionic has gotten just yet.
0: But it looks like they have a lot of things lined up, don't they?
1: Yeah, it looks like they're, they're moving in a good direction.
0: Yeah, here is the uh, starter section for Ionic, where they have uh, a Socket.io plugin. Love that. Like I mentioned, the Google Apps one, Tinder for X starter, super awesome starter for Tinder for X. I don't know what that is. Firebase Auth starter, cool. Multi-platform template Ionic for Cordova multi-platform template. Hmm, a sample music app. This is this is pretty nice. Social network with Firebase feed reader Ooh. starter. Look at all that. Look at all that. Whoa, whoa! I'm hearing. I'm I think I'm getting some cell phone crosstalk there from you.
1: Because <clears throat> my cell phone wants to hug you. All right. So so, so, when are you going to do your first Ionic? App?
0: Market.ionic.io. Maybe I'll do it on the road. Maybe if I don't have any cellular connectivity at all, I'll just uh, end up having to become a developer and uh, have to make up for it by selling a really popular you can, app. You
1: can join me on Dave. Uh,
0: I could do an I could do an RV black tank tracking app because let me tell you, I have black tank woes. Uh, anybody out there who's a black tank expert and has any ideas on how to get my black tank to drain when it won't drain, Chris at jupiterbroadcasting.com. Wait, what happened? Or maybe I should say rover at jupiterbroadcasting.com.
1: Hopefully I'll have the set up by then. Rover.
0: Are you familiar with – do you really want me to get into it? Like, honestly, are you curious? I'll make it quick, but –
1: I'm kind of curious, but I'm also afraid. Is that bad? Are
0: you familiar with the fact that RVs and trailers have a black tank and a gray tank?
1: Oh, never mind. Let's yeah. – yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So very good. Moving on. So uh, really – just really quickly, I don't know if you want to touch on this. Uh, actually, why don't I do a quick mention – Really quick before we get to that. But then I got something that uh, I, they happened today as we're recording. It happened today, Mr. Dominic. Are you ready for that? Do it. All right. So, first, I'll mention our friends over at Linux Academy. Go to slash coders. First sponsor of the Coder Radio program. And they, uh, I don't know, you got to move that phone or something, Mike. I don't know what's going on over there. I'm sleeping. Slightly- Moving it now, baby. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Oh, yeah, that's better. Yeah, that's better. Uh, so, linuxacademy.com slash coders. Boom! Go there, get the Coder Radio discount. Boom, I say. Why do I say boom? Because I love these guys. First of all, these nuggets are dope. Go check these out. So, here's a great one. And nub- nuggets are like a two-minute to 60-minute like course, right? Oh, good, there's... Good. Just in time. There's the lawnmower. Good, good. Let me get another lawnmower updated after this read. Uh, so uh, let me tell you about these nuggets. They have bash, aliases, and escapes. Now, don't fool. You know you could be using aliases way more than you are. Aliases could be saving you so much time for common commands. So uh, then here's another nugget. Bash. The comma is your friend. Bash. Command history shortcuts. Love it! I love it. Those are like two to six minutes long. They just deep dive into that. That's worth it right there, but that's not what Linux Academy is about. That's just a part of what they do. I want you to go take the tour. Go to linuxacademy.com slash coders. Look at the self-paced courses, over 1,800 of them. The scenario-based labs where you'll actually work with the technology. Instructor help available to you. The nuggets, like I mentioned, and the great technology stack they offer. Python, OpenStack, PHP, Android, DevOps, Ruby, Amazon Web Services, Red Hat certifications galore, and all of the things in between there that make you a great DevOps system administrator or even a developer developer linuxacademy.com slash coders i think they have some really cool things and they have seven plus distros you're gonna be able to choose from They'll, they dynamically update the courseware and remember they're also hiring if you're interested in writing some exam questions for them career at linuxacademy.com if you're a devops professional they're looking for people that might have experience with bash Perl, and python instructors who are seeking to share their knowledge career at linuxacademy.com Go check them out. They're looking for some great new content creators. Or also maybe just somebody to help them out with the back end. Career at linuxacademy.com. They'd love to hear from you guys. Go to linuxacademy.com slash coders. That's coders with an S to help support this show. You know, I thought I actually escaped the lawnmower. What's so funny is this is way later than the last time we were recording – and and they're just remowing the same patch. It's so insane. I should get a camera out there
1: to document these shenanigans. What, hang on, maybe the scope of the lawn changed.
0: Yeah, it must be project scope creep. I got to imagine it's right. scope creep. Uh, speaking of scope creep, the iPad Pro four is going to get announced on October sixth. This should be the whoa, whoa, day whoa, whoa, right what? before I get back. Oh,
1: wait, 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 what? 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 Yeah. Oh, you I- mean the Surface Pro four? What I call it iPad Pro
0: 4. Oh, oops. Oh, I'm bum Did I call it that? Yeah, that's right. The Surface Pro. We were kidding before the show. I mean, in some ways, it seems like maybe the iPad Pro is taking some of the air out of the room. I'm not so sure, though. I think Microsoft might have a real actual strategy here. I'm impressed they're on number four, too, to be
1: honest Uh, with you. Remember the rule with all Surface products, we do not tell Mike's wife.
0: Right, right. Oh, okay, okay. Mm. Uh, So they say, join us for the media briefing on October 6th. What do you think is going to be in the Surface Pro? What what would be in a Surface Pro? The Verge says it's not going to be a drastic change. What for you think, needs to be in a Surface
1: Pro? Nothing. I'm thinking, I mean, for me, to buy one? Yeah. Remember, you can run Linux on these things. Why would you? Okay, well, that's a whole different thing. Um,
0: I actually am starting to I think it's a know. legitimate piece of hardware.
1: No, it is. I think it is. I just don't know what I would. I mean, the 3 is a pretty significant machine. Like You know what would get me? All right. Now, tell right, me this. Tell ahead. me if
0: this gets you. Do the Apple thing just once. Make it thinner and lighter, and unbelievably with an unbelievable, uh, incredible display. And just do the Apple thing once over. Just now that you're on iteration four, that's the polish iteration.
1: You know what I want? I got it. Because I travel a lot now. Battery life. Yeah. None, yeah. Nothing I have has enough battery life.
0: I know. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. I would. I would definitely. If I would trade lighter for more battery. Like if they came out and yeah. said higher res screen. I'd like it to be a little thinner, to be honest with you. I'd like it to be thinner. But I know that's – I'm at conflict with more battery life. But if they could – I mean if they could pull that off somehow and they got an amazing R&D department, if they could do that, I would be tempted. Um, I uh, I kind of look at things a little differently when I'm in the trailer. I'm thinking I could – if I could have a, one rig that could stand up like that, that could run – I could maybe – that could be the soundboard machine for example. That would an actual. That a touchscreen makes a lot of sense for a soundboard. It doesn't need to be Windows, though. In fact, I would. I don't even. I don't even know what I would, how I would do sound a soundboard under Windows. But it, it would. It would have to be Linux. But it would. It's actually usable. And you know, something that could run off its own battery is very useful in the trailer as well.
1: Okay, but if you were to buy a Surface Four and then slap Linux on it, you're definitely going to lose a lot of the battery performance, right? Because it's going to be tweaked for Windows.
0: Yeah, I suppose even if I got two three hours out of it, that'd, do, that'd be probably enough for production. No, I'm not. I'm not doing this, by the way. I'm just saying I can see the logic of a surface. Something that actually has USB ports that I could hook up a, a sound interface for makes it infinitely more usable. Now the iPad, you can you can do this more and more. There's different uh, uh, audio interfaces for the iPad, but it's not it's not ideal in a production sense. It's more meant for like uh, shooting video. So it's yeah. I, I don't know what we, does that if they could if they could increase battery life and maybe just tighten it up a little bit. I, this might be more appealing to me over an iPad Pro.
1: I mean, the fact that it could run like like desktop software is definitely more appealing, right? It could run Atom. It could run VS Code. I could do development on it. Mm-hmm.
0: It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. That, is, that seems particularly useful. Also, the fact that I could reload it with Linux if I wanted to. Seems to right. me like a, it a pretty, that's a particularly nice advantage point for me. I mean, it seems. Like like a never do that on the machine. iPad. Yeah, no. This seems like a more possible development machine too. But I don't know. X eighty six, by the way, is also very nice from a. That's why it makes it hard. I know we're asking for the impossible. I want X eighty six. I want high resolution screen. I want a little thinner. I want better battery. That's just that's that is that that is what that is why you custom build your own ARM chip if you want to deliver on those things. But that's I still doesn't mean I still don't want it. I just I want to be tempted by. it. Hey, I wanted to really cover really quicker. Jeez, see what happens after we do two shows and I start drinking a Monster Energy drink. I lose my mouth. I wanted to quickly cover this interesting story over at ours that came out just a couple of days ago epic games has released three million in art and sound assets for free so it's kind of interesting um i think it came from the canceled infinity blade uh yeah oh yeah look at this look at this this is from the uh, gorgeous infinity blade series and uh, they say it's three million in assets for free on its marketplace most of the content originates from infinity blade dungeons hack and slash spinoff that was unfortunately canceled in 2013 and they have all the different infinity blades where it comes from all that all the content is compatible with the Unreal Engine 4, which Epic also makes for free for download. And they also have the, you know, like the rev share thing. This, though, I think, I mean, you combine this and the 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 Epic uh, Unreal Engine, and also which is fully Linux friendly too, is just I you mean, slap what, yourself a game together. I mean, really, right? Like yeah. they're going to take five percent gross if you end up making some money. The first three thousand dollars or something like that. It's like it's an unbelievable deal. I, it's not all like GPL free, but geez, it is for 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 as a tool for developers. To me, this just seems uh, like a, such a great asset, and that engine is so cool. I mean, could you imagine, Mike, if you were getting into this stuff as a kid today?
1: Oof. There's never been a better time. That's I mean, yeah, really, a quote right there.
0: Yeah, Mike Dominic from Coda Radio. There's never been a better time. Yeah. So if you guys want to read more, we'll have a link to that in the show notes. I think that's. That's super cool. And you know what? It's going to make some interesting – hopefully not. Hopefully it doesn't mean we get a whole bunch of crap games on SteamOS. That's, That's could... exactly what it means. Hey, 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 you over there. Knock it off. Knock it off, you jackal in the back. Jackal. Well, hey, let's take a minute and tell I'll tell you about DigitalOcean, then we're gonna get into the feedback. DigitalOcean is a simple cloud hosting provider dedicated to offering the most intuitive and easy way for you to spin up a cloud server. Use our promo code, or digital, and in less than fifty-five seconds, for five dollars a month, you'll have five hundred twelve megabytes of RAM, a twenty gigabyte SSD, because they're all SSDs, one CPU and a terabyte of transfer. And they have data center locations in New York, San Francisco, Singapore, Amsterdam, London, and Germany. I recommend having several of them since it's $5 a month. And with Coder Digital, you get a $10 credit. So, I mean, really, why not try it out? Their interface is great, too. Really, really, really great. Very intuitive. Really the best out there. Better than anything I've ever worked with. And they have an API that's very straightforward, so you can take advantage of it with a bunch of really good apps and some really good tutorials. So go to DigitalOcean.com. Use the promo code CoderDigital. And a big thank you to DigitalOcean for sponsoring the Coda Radio program. All right, so I saved some emails that came in earlier in the week because uh, I got a, I got a, man, Jed was real rough on me. It was rough, and he was so mad he even misspelled his own name. So it was that's how upset he was with me. What did you do? Well, and then he's not the only one. I got I got three or four. In fact, the the biggest bit of feedback we got this week was all yelling at me. Ah. Uh, I I, I feel like I misstated a little bit, and people kind of ran with it. I mean, I I do kind of deserve a bit of a beating over what I probably did say, so I'm not, like, defensive about it. But we got an email from somebody named Chris. His name is Chris D. He says, why still use Photoshop? In the last episode of Radio, which was actually 169 back when he wrote this— You mentioned you still use Photoshop for making small edits, like changing the logo for a website from 168 to 169. I hear you say that every time you guys are so proud to run the only truly Linux-powered podcast, but that's only reserved for production process, not all the additional processes around the publication, including, but not limited to, the imagery. Chris, I challenge you to use GIMP. Which a lot of people did, by the way. Uh, not only because starting it up is hassle-free. I was Remember, I was complaining about Creative Cloud being a monster to log into when you have multiple machines. But also because it'll save you around $400. Uh, because if you're truly fair, you'll develop half of the support of the project. Sincerely, Chris. P.S. I not only give you permission to read this feedback on air, I request it from you. Thanks, dance. I know, Damn. right? I know. I know. I know. Gauntlets are thrown. It's amazing. So here's what I said incorrectly is I said that – uh, I think I said I use Photoshop for like uh, uh, imagery updates <clears throat> and that is not the case.
1: What are you, you
0: uh, now, I, now there is uh, there. I do have a machine with Photoshop on it, which I have fired up from time to time, and I will fire up from time to time to make some edits on legacy files that are like older stuff, and that would be shows that were like. Or, or here's another really common one: uh, if an artwork is created by an outside provider, like, a, like we hire a contract artist to create. That's what I was going to
1: say. Whenever you work with a designer, how yeah. the hell do you? Exactly. if you're not yep. using yep. Adobe. No, how do you, you have fun? to. Yeah. There's no way around I mean, that.
0: Yep. Yeah because that's what they're using. So we do have it for that. And then Rekai has a Creative Cloud on the iMac that we use for editing. So the, he can use he can use Photoshop for anything he wants. He could use anything he wants. I would not blame him for a second if he prefers not to use GIMP because if you have free access to Photoshop on an, on an iMac, why wouldn't you use that over GIMP? And that's probably his logic and I don't doubt it for at all. Now, uh, when it comes to production of Last, all of the content in Last now that we have switched to the audio format, everything we do in there is created with Linux. It's uh, it is recorded and edited on a Mac because that's the same process we do for the dozen other shows on the network, and that's just the way. That's that's when you have you know, ten shows a week or whatever it is, a dozen shows a week. You gotta you gotta you just have to accommodate that. <clears throat> but I got a big beating over using GIMP, which I thought was interesting because it, it did bring up the topic of. I don't know if this is the right way to put it, but tool shaming? We do it in a lot of different ways. Like, uh, oh, you have an iPhone? Don't you know that Android is the more open platform?
1: Or we'll say something. Yeah, kind of, sort (laughs) of.
0: No, no, we do. Or we'll do something. No, I mean, this is is the line. Or we'll say something like, oh, you have a MacBook. Or, oh, you know, you use Atom. Don't you know about Vim? You know, there's a lot of little things we do. And so it was interesting that I said I use Photoshop. I didn't really. I think I oversold how much I actually use it since... uh, you know, it's, I was sort of exasperated having just recently tried to log into Creative Cloud and finding the process to be so mind-blowingly boggling. Now, if I, if I dealt with that on a recurring basis, I probably wouldn't have found it so mind-boggling. But as somebody who doesn't see that process a lot, I could not believe that Adobe has talked people into going through that process.
1: Whatever. Yeah, I, mean, I also I, got
0: people writing and defending the login process, so <laughs> that's fine too.
1: I mean, I'm not a graphics guy, so I can't really speak to, to Vim you know, versus Photoshop because I'm – Basically like a six-year-old in both.
0: No, you'd be more like Emacs versus Photoshop, I think, probably. Yeah. Oh. So, but you know what I mean? There is tool shaming. I really think so. Yeah. Uh, and I'll tell, you, I'll tell you the other way I get this a lot is during LinuxCon, uh, I had just given uh, Noah my LG Watch R, and I was just trying the Apple Watch. And I decided...
1: Okay, but you went to LinuxCon with an Apple Watch.
0: I know, but, but still... Like there's nothing less free about an Apple Watch than my LG Watch R, or really, truly, the Pebble for for all intents and purposes. So now, to be clear, I'm going to be testing the Pebble Steel during my road trip. So because uh, I backed that Kickstarter a long time ago, so you know I would have gotten a lot less crap for it. It's not my fault the Pebble couldn't get off the pot and ship on time. Like they didn't make it in time. They didn't make it in August for me. Uh, but that when I backed it, they said they're going to ship in August. So whatever. So I have the Apple Watch, and I was checking its fitness because you walk a lot when you go to a con. And I did get sure. quite a bit of comments about it and a lot of, you know, her, her. And then, uh, you know, basically as soon as I asked them, okay, well, just tell me what's less free about the Apple Watch versus your – your L- Urbane or your Moto 360. There's not there, then then that sort of tribal reaction to tool shame goes away. Now I'm not butthurt about getting a whole bunch of emails around uh, GIMP or Photoshop because you guys are right. There's really no practical reason why I need to use Photoshop for any of these things. Uh, and and actually for the most part I'll I have GIMP installed on every computer and I only have Photoshop on one computer. So there's that too. Uh, and I do actually like the idea of donating like half the price of Photoshop to GIMP too, like if we made the full transition because behind the scenes for, for months we've been talking about donating to the open source projects we use and trying to come up with a scheme for that. Um, we just don't have the revenue for it, but it's something that uh, I, I think I want to figure out because it seems to be the gap in the people that make these tools. You know what I mean? And, and so in a lot of cases we are using open source tools in a couple of instances for production purposes, there's some closed source tools Um, And I think in all the cases where we have the closed-source tool, there's a pretty compelling use case for why that tool is superior. In some cases, it's simply for legacy compatibility because a lot of other people outside the network create the assets. And in other cases, like the case of Final Cut, I genuinely truly believe there's, for our type of media production, no better editor
1: on the market. Um, I think Premiere is probably a pretty close second. But isn't this the same thing as like, oh, you're developing, you know, I mean, not to jump in, but you're developing this using so-and-so library, but I, I like this
0: Ionic or, or Angular. Like, isn't it right, just... You, exact, I use Angular. I, that's and, is what, oh, this is the point I was going to make. we use Ember. Right. Uh-huh.
1: It's, who
0: cares? Well, apparently people do, though, you know? And I think it's kind of interesting because it, it seems like we
1: would be past that. Well, I would think at the end of the day, it's the, it's the, it's the end result that matters, right? The product, whether that's a free podcast. I don't podcast. know.
0: Maybe it doesn't. Maybe that's not true. I actually don't think that is true, and maybe that's why it matters. I I actually, as, uh, as I have – not to sound super, um, you know, like uh, whatever, not to be like one of those people, but as I have tried to take more of a craftsman role in my work over the last couple of years, especially this last uh, year, and really tried to make sure that um, we are really more intent on what we put into it, and I really look at it – this sounds super – you know what but i really more look at it as there are podcast networks that sort of stamp out lots of shows and then there are podcast networks that organically create the show and the people who make these shows on our network are intimately connected to the content they're not they don't have producers out there that are uh, completely creating the narrative of the show and all of the stories and then handing them a show and they sit down for the first time and they're seeing a doc and they're starting a show where shows where we have producers they work hand in hand with the content and they work hand in hand with the hosts it's it is. It's like organic craftsman podcast versus mass produced podcast. And as somebody who sees the difference between those two, I can apply that to a lot of things. Like there, this this town I'm staying in, Conner, uh all of these people are are, are super craftsmen in their business. And in, and in some cases, they charge a little more. But like even the grocery store is like there is so there is so much more intent. Like even in the way they arrange this freaking candy, it is there's is so much more intent behind behind how they do it that when I see it. I realize, holy crap, somebody put thought into even how the candy is displayed, the, how these Starbursts are displayed. And to me, that actually does matter a little bit. Um, it's well, kind of like why the ingredients is, of food matter a little bit.
1: Of course. But if you go to, you know, you could go to a uh, four or five-star Italian bistro and, and get, you know, whatever, uh, chicken frances, right? Or you could go to the pizza and pasta, just using it as a generic term, down the street, you know, Tony's Pizza, whatever, and get chicken frances. Great. and. Mm -hmm. obviously the one at the bistro is going to be better. It's also going to cost you $10 more. I mean, I I guess I don't understand. Isn't it still like you can build a mass market product or a mass market show or you cannot? I mean – Well, that is – seems to be where we've made the compromise. In order
0: to achieve the volume we have with the size we are, um, it seems to be that the best bang for the buck is a Mac to do the final editing out the door. Right. Um, and that's just simply comes down to a better production media pipeline on the operating system, and a better editor, and a better third-party support, and that's that comes in, 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 in as far as hardware accessories and on all these things that are all built with Macintosh's Thunderbolt and Final Cut
1: in mind. And it, it you know, just thinking about like JB, you know, we, we won't name names, but there's a lot of other podcasts, and you're by no means small. I mean, in terms of like reach right in terms no i'm in
0: size of staff
1: oh you mean you mean headcount
0: well i mean we run on such some razor thin margins that uh we you know i if i if if our editing post-production process was less efficient uh it really would not be all that sustainable
1: i mean right that's what i'm saying you're 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 making your hand producing these shows basically even yes. the ones where i don't have microphones in them in a In a cave somewhere,
0: right? Like you know, Rekai spent uh, the final version went out. You know, Rekai spent you know an hour massaging that audio and then bringing it back into the video editor and and putting it out the door. And uh, in in shows like uh, Linux Unplugged and uh, Lass and 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 a few others, um, Women's Tech Radio, and uh, soon.
1: Okay, but isn't this the same? Like just bringing it back to development, right? Mm -hmm. You can be a you know, I mean, iOS people talk about this all the time. Apple people talk about this all the time. You can make a free-to-play game that's kind of crappy, and you try to get as many people as possible, or a free app with ads, or you can make you know a more premium experience and charge for that, but it's a lot more care, it's a lot more work, and your user, your volume right, is going to be a lot less I Yes,
0: know. I agree. Here is here is where I kind of see things a little differently, though, is uh, take, for example, the email here from Chris or Jed or the other folks that wrote in. They would be people, I think, that do care about the process of how what they watch and what they consume is created or what whatever that product might be. And I when I think about the type of audience that I want, I think I'd rather have people like that than the mass consumer audience.
1: No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. But what, what do we mean by process? Do we – I mean, if, if someone has a shitty process – <laughs> Odds are you're going to get a shitty product.
0: Like, oh right. Oh yeah. That is true. Like that must be. Yes. Yeah, so in other words, if you if you like the product, then you must then at some point understand that our judgment led us to believing that we should use this tool to produce the product that you like. Kind of that kind of thing.
1: Right. I mean, there, there there's such a thing as you know. It is. I. It's an anti-pattern. And, and again, I'm speaking more from software. If I can tell the tools you used. To build your software. I agree. When I look at your software. Um, And not to be a dick, but a lot of like the real basic stuff Mm -hmm. had that problem.
0: Yep, exactly.
1: Especially because I always ran a Mac. I run it on a Mac and it's so obvious. I mean, and you know,
0: or remember Java apps on the
1: desktop? I mean, that just never quite. I mean, and, and to be fair, I used to be a pure Java developer, right? I did that, so I, I understand right. and the to motive. be fair,
0: if you did it right, you could make it look decent. It's just so many people didn't do it right.
1: Yeah, I was doing applets. There was nothing right about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and it's one thing if someone's paying you to do a job because they want it the way they want it, and that's it. But if you're building your own product and you, uh, let's say I was building an app that, you know, that tracked your dog's weight, right? For whatever reason. I, I have three dogs. I love dogs. I could build it in, you know, something like let's say it's a, a desktop app. I could build it in real real basic mm-hmm. and I would hit all three major platforms, right? It would probably be somewhat crappy on all three.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think it most definitely would be.
1: Right. I can write a really nice Mac app, because I, I you know, I know Coco, right? That's that's like coming home for me. But the vast majority of people who use computers can't use it. Or I can make a compromise and use the best web technologies I can find and develop a really, really nice Chrome and web application. Now you could say, well, you know, that's not native. That's, you know, that's whatever. And I used to be one of the anti-web people. But at the end of the day, I think if you want to build a product, you have to balance, you know, it, it can't be something you think about making toys, right? You can't be chiseling each little eyeball in the dolls, right? Mm-hmm. At some point, you need to you be have able to scale to have, that. Yeah. Right? You, ha- you have to have efficiency.
0: Well, you know, it's funny you say that because so my original intention was uh, when I uh, built my place and uh, I, uh, um, I moved out. So the, what is now the studio was originally my house where I lived. And then Angela and I were like, "Well, we need to get a bigger place. we're going to have kids eventually." those kinds of things. So we had we had like this different spec model we could choose for these models we could choose from. We had our house sort of like customized built, but it's essentially you know from a kit thing. And um, one of the things I designed the crap out of that house for was power and cooling with the intention that I would basically make Jupiter Broadcasting always run out of my house, and because that would be a huge cost savings, and the whole idea was I'd do enough shows to just edit and produce myself. And, uh, and then I could just do it all there. And then pretty quickly I discovered, okay, I, well, it's not going to work to stay in the house. I'm going to need to go in the garage. But thankfully I did sort of pre-wire the garage for a lot of power and different circuits and Ethernet. And th- at the time the contractor thought I was completely crazy and I was like, no, I think I might need that. And so uh, it wasn't that – it just had to install sound insulation, things like that. And I moved out to the garage and I did that for a little – for a while actually. It worked really well for like four or five years. Uh, but then we, then we pretty quickly realized that uh, – the real limitation is always me. Like I can't really produce shows, edit shows, and host shows. It, it really becomes um, a, a job that never ends. That's essentially three full time jobs. And uh, and so then we were okay. Well, now we're going to get editors. And then we wanted to. Ta- well, then we realized, well, if we want to get really more interested in the craftsmen of the shows and make them sound even better, and really. Really apply what we have learned over the last nine years to actually produce these shows and not just keep looking and going, you know, we could do that better and not do it and just sit here and sit here and not do it. That drove me crazy. So now we got to we got got, thanks to support on our Patreon page. Uh, we, got, we were able to uh, bring on some additional support staff like producers and a couple of more editors. And they help us with creating things a little bit cleaner, a little bit nicer, make it sound a little bit better. And hopefully over the last few months, people have been noticing a quality improvement in the audio throughout the shows. All of them, even this show, has gets an additional treatment now. And uh, that has been great. I mean to be able to sit here and be able to scale up in that way and make the content and the quality a little bit better, even if it's – uh, here and there over time has been is is very nice and i could not do that just with myself just being the center piece of the, the choke point uh, you know to get up to a scale to a certain point had to change things a
1: little bit right but then when you did that right you had to codify some sort of process some sort of thing that's always repeatable always done or automated
0: mm-hmm. right very much so, so yeah
1: one thing that i'm struggling with is you know i'm 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 working in a in an extremely small team right now um, you know, there was a luxury to having, you know, 12 people in <laughs> that you could just throw stuff over the wall and say, you know, this is somebody's job. Um at some point, and this is more of a question, do you feel you lose anything by automating or maybe processing a ties, making up word, bonus points? Nice what you do, right?
0: Hmm. Uh <laughs> It's a good question.
1: That's a really like like the big area that I'm struggling with right now is QA. I used to have one person dedicated to it and other people pinch hitting it. Now I have nobody.
0: So So, it makes a huge difference on the people. I mean, that has been so, so, so made clear to me this year. Um, uh, you know, like, uh, Thankfully, we have we – we're really fortunate. Like we have people like Rikai who are just uh, – he's an awesome resource and uh, you know, I, I completely trust him, which is very rare to tell you the truth. And we have a lot of really good producers now who I really have a lot of faith in. And so we're at a good spot there. But there has been a bit of, uh, of a weeding out process over the year. Oh.
1: Then, I mean that's a whole thing, like hiring people even if they're volunteers. is yeah. yeah. Interns. Yeah. Oh, my god.
0: Paranormal. And and you know, we are as we raise Patreon funding, which uh, is something that I I I'm still struggling with because we've had some drop-off as the month goes people's charges that fail, and people drop off. And it's like we really wanna, you know, we one of the things that we really are trying to accomplish this year is we're trying to get all the support staff paid and get people who've been volunteering a little bit of income for working some of us you know, some of them have been working five, six years for us for, for free. And and so uh, that's something we're trying to increase funding on. And we're trying to come up with ways to get people to want to support that because it's hard to really say how important that is. But behind the scenes, it makes a huge difference. And, uh, and of course, you know, I, I set up the Patreon page as like a – patreon.com slash today is like a Tech Talk Today thing. But it's really that funding is for the whole network. And it really affects every show. And so I'm sitting right. here. As I have found people who are incredibly reliable, it's like, oh, man, I do not want to ever lose them now. It's like they are – they're really great people and they're really good at what they do. And in some ways, I think they're able – these jobs allow people to apply a talent – there's people who are really good at a lot of different things. they just really smart people and this job is very flexible. You know, There's a lot of different things you can do that uh, – or, or areas you can improve the process and take craftsmanship in. And, and uh, it's uh, – you know, like over, uh, over the weekend, we had a, a major, major, major transition uh, at Jupyter Broadcasting from the Sublime HTML5 player. To a new player, uh, Rikai. If you're in the chat, maybe you could say what the name of it is. And um, really, you know, it was a project that Rikai really had to drive to make sure got done because the Sublime player was being shut down. It got bought out, and they were shutting it down. And there was a, there was a cutoff date where all of the players were going to stop functioning on the site. So Rikai and Rotten Corps worked together to get that updated. And our, I think our I think uh, Heimer, our web developer, also helped out. And you know, the three of them working together, and really the, the two of Rotten and Rikai working on that to make sure that by the time that deadline arrived, we had that player switched over. That never would have been something I would have had time for. And uh, so it was, yeah, video.js. There you go. And, you know, they tweaked the look of it to make it match the old player a little bit more. And, in fact, for a lot of our audience, it's improved because not only does it seem to play a little bit faster, but WebM is now readily made available in the menu selection if you want to use that codec. So it was a big project that had to be executed in a really tight time window while I'm prepping for this major road trip. We have a lot of... We have a lot of things we're able to do at the same time. We don't always do them perfectly, uh, but we're actually able to do more than one thing at a time. And sometimes we're doing three or four things at a time now, or more. Uh, and I just—you can't do that unless you scale up. So I feel that, Mr. Dominic. I feel that.
1: You feel the you you feel it, huh?
0: And it, it's it helps you know when you find the right people if you can keep them working with you because yeah that.
1: That is a that's yeah. That, a that's a whole another a whole another bag of worms, though.
0: So uh, speaking of good good folks who are not not only often uh, here during the live show, which is over jb live slash calendar for uh, your uh, time zoning pleasure, I guess. Uh, but Micra eighty nine a a solid contributor to the subreddit. Did a great roundup four days ago about uh, PDF books for those that are looking to start a new language. He's got Angular yes. uh, AngularJS in 60 Minutes, JavaScript Bible, Start Developing iOS Apps Today, Network Programming with Go, Dive into Python 3, Hacking Secret Ciphers with Python, Humble Little Ruby Book, Master Drupal in 7 Hours, and also Drupal in parentheses 8, Ubuntu Pocket Guide and Reference, Linux Device Drivers, and A Handbook of Applied Cryptography. Uh, all, of those, all of those free to download, linked up by uh, Micro 89 and we'll have a link to that in uh, 171's show notes. That's a, such a solid submission. I just want to call him out and say thank you for taking the time to round that up. Those are great. You know, those are – I don't know. Maybe maybe he didn't think that was a big deal, but to us it's a big deal, and it's nice. It adds value to our subreddit, codoradio.reddit.com, if you want to see that list or contribute your own. Also a great place to suggest topics or feedback. Also, we'd love to get more feedback over at jupiterbroadcastingcom contact. You know, normally we would be sitting here reading the feedback from our iPad Pro coverage, uh, which is probably mostly like, oh, you guys talked about the iPad Pro
1: too much. You know, that, that's stupid. I mean, I I hate to insult the audience, which I do on a weekly basis. Because we love them, and we love your faces. But, <laughs> but come on, guys, come on! Like, if we were to, just by market share, and I know we have to wrap it up soon. Well, I if, mean, not
0: super soon, I mean, If we were, we're to just done. by market
1: share, <laughs> take our time that we've talked about platforms. Yeah. And put Ubuntu, Apple, and Windows together. You know who? You know who we're unfair to? Windows. We've screwed Windows, right? There are more Windows developers. There are more .NET. There are more classic Microsoft. I'm sorry, Windows Forms developers, VB developers, than there will ever be Linux developers. Why? Because thousands of people do it for their job. Yeah. Like, like, so to say that we're somehow prejudiced one way, isn't really fair considering, if anything, we're prejudiced in favor of open source. We're giving Linux, in particular, more time than it ought to get, right? Yeah, I mean... With the exception of Docker, which is awesome. I think,
0: too, part of it is uh, our audience, you know, they see they see trends and things way ahead of other people, too. So they, I think some of us, they want us to talk about some of the stuff in open source and Linux because it's sort of like oh no, on it's, the leading it's,
1: edge. It's very interesting. I mean, I... Not to pat us on the back, but we jumped on Docker before anybody really did.
0: That is our favorite one to mention I mean, these days. But there are no others. No
1: show was talking about Docker. Um,
0: Looks like in terms of user base, uh, do you have any ge- – oh, of course, this would be this would be skewed. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, that would be skewed. Never mind. Never mind. Wow. Yeah, we have quite a bit of Linux listeners.
1: <laughs> cool. Well,
0: never mind and I love you. Uh, we have some Mac listeners. Yeah. Um, Windows is on the list too, though. Windows is definitely on the list too, so yeah.
1: Well, remember, we've gotten several emails from the don't read it on the air, I'm scared, and I do .NET development kind of thing.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I agree. I agree. So, uh, but, you know, I, again, I know this is kind of cliche to say too, but you could always steer the direction at coderadio.reddit.com. Really, just some submissions and some votes, and that really yeah. gets our attention.
1: In fact, if you could get me a stable and pretty version of... of uh either fedora or ubuntu i would be very happy do you think
0: we're just being preemptively over defensive because really we haven't even gotten any email yet since we're recording this literally you know, well we minutes.
1: get it every time though that's true it's, i mean every single time <laughs> that's true
0: you know i know we get a good cross-section there's people that don't like talking about it, and there's people that do like talking about it and hopefully one week we can appeal to one and the next week we'll appeal to the other i mean you did talk about angular js and ionic framework in this week's episode so there's that
1: yeah yeah, I love. It. I I have to say, I am drinking the Angular Kool Aid. Hmm.
0: Hmm. Well, Mr. Dominic, I hope your uh, Florida travels and your long drive back up to New Jersey go well. Grab some uh, recent episodes of Linux Action. Have you been listening? Because we we've, we've been improving the audio quality there. It's great for commuting.
1: I have Noah is my my Linux uh, spirit animal. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Good, good. Good. That's odd and strange and a little maybe inappropriate, but uh, we'll go
1: with it. Oh, he likes it though. Yeah, he we, probably we have, does. Yeah. He's,
0: you know, you know, I'm going to his house, so legitimately the next episode will be me on the road and I'm going to see him. So, I let should him come look.
1: on the air. Will he for he'll be you'll be at his house for good or a You know, you know,
0: if you know, if, I, if he's around, I'll totally invite we him should on. The do show. It. We should
1: have a ménage à trois. Yeah, jeez
0: oh Ike hello everybody oh boy
1: okay well so anyways just stroke it a little bit
0: i think with that we should <laughs> probably <laughs> wrap it up now i like to ask you this from time to time is there anywhere you'd like to you know send some folks this week
1: uh just go to BuccaneerTech.com or or fo- follow BuccaneerTech tech on twitter that's, uh, which...
0: that's powerful that's what i would do yeah that's exactly what i would do at jupiter signal you can follow the network at chris ls to follow me uh, and uh, go to jupiterbroadcasting.com slash rover to follow me on the road trip. And if you're along US 90 or somewhere in that area, go to meetup.com slash jupiterbroadcasting. And uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, let's see. You know, I don't know, let's say hi. If you're really nice, I might buy beer. Maybe. But you got to be super nice. All right, everybody. Well, thanks so much for tuning this week's episode of Coda Radio. Join us live over jupiterbroadcasting.com slash calendar. Get that time. JBLive.tv to stream it. And we'll see you right back here next week.